I'd rather be around people that have had, have made really large mistakes. They learn from me. Yeah, and they're still working, they're still doing things, they're still growing. Like, they're almost like stronger beings in that sense of just like being experienced, right? I've taught myself how to write, I've taught myself how to direct, I'm doing a lot of mistakes along the way. Now I'm doing things and I'm so much stronger as a person through my experiences and the situations that I put myself in unknowing and making those mistakes. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't be where I am now. Hey guys, JB here, the wolf is in the wolf den, and I have the best podcast today for you. I have a guest who's a friend of mine, someone I have tremendous respect for as a business person and entrepreneur, though you probably know them as a beautiful face on starting on Vine, Instagram, YouTube, but this is not the ordinary person who's on these platforms. She's transcended this, all right? In other words, she's not just a person getting views. She's a really savvy business person, Entrepreneur Amanda Cerny, how are I you? I love that intro. No, you're, <laughs> Thank no, you. honestly, that's why I, you know, what always intrigued me about you is that um, there's so many people out there, um, and there's a lot of beautiful girls, handsome boys, or yeah. guys, Lots right? Of those, yeah. And they can get, and they start off by, I guess they use that to get. Uh, and that's a good thing, I think, to to get into engagement. They start building their profile, but mm -hmm. there was something about you. And I'm not the only person who noticed it, but that separates you from the crowd in a massive way. So I, I really honestly, I, we actually spoke on the same stage. You were mm -hmm. invited to speak on a panel of uh, female entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I just think that's awesome. So what I want to talk about today is not all the stupid stuff about like, you know, <laughs> how do you make pictures and make people, I want yeah. to about the business side of the equation here mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, how you, I think you serve as a beacon for a lot of people who are in their 20s to actually be able to cross over and become, I don't want to use legit because it's not that they're illegitimate, yeah. but how do you actually have longevity in the whole business? So, all right, so let's just start off now. Uh, just a very, very brief history of really kind of what your first big, big break was. Mm -hmm. And then once we get that, I want to really flip now to the transition of how you became who you are today, which is actually a legit entrepreneur that actually trains other entrepreneurs as well, right? You mm -hmm. actually are, are have gotten to the point where people come to you for advice. So let's start off at the beginning. How did it start just very quickly from the point where you started doing videos? And what was the first big break? Yeah, so into business, you mean? Or like, just in well, general, in, online? In, online, how did it start? And then yeah. what was the first big thing online that took okay. off? Um, well, it wasn't really just like one thing that kind of launched everything. It was just a bunch of little things that I kept doing consistently. So for me, I started, I wanted to do acting. That's why I came out to LA. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for manager and agency. I didn't really know the difference between right. the two. I was right. just like, I need those because everybody yeah. says I need those. Right. Um, but when I met, went to meet with them, they were like, oh, you need a reel. And I was like, all right, how do I get a reel? <laughs> it's a cash toy too. Yeah, it's like, what comes first? So then I started making my own content and one of my friends did YouTube videos. I was like, hey, anytime you need somebody for YouTube videos, let me know. And um, so I'd be in some YouTube videos just trying to build my reel. And at the same time, this new app called Vine came out. I was like, oh, that's a cool platform that I can start making my own content on because I have no idea how to edit. I have no idea how to direct. I have no idea how to write. This is all new to me. And what year is this down? Uh, this is 2012. Okay. Yeah, ish. Okay. Um, <laughs> battle dates, but, uh, so I started doing that and I started making these little videos, like first one's horrible, started posting like ones every day just to just play around with it. 
And then I started getting some views on the app, and I was like, oh, okay, like, this is something that got a thousand views. That's cool. And then I kept on doing it because it became addicting to do. I'm just like, all right, like, let's see how many more views I can get on this because this is something, right? And then um, as I was doing it, I started to get a million views and then two million views. I started meeting people that, seeing people who were on the popular page. They had a popular page on Vine. Um, that's how old it was for social media because even their algorithms fully supported if you were getting a certain amount of views because it was newer algorithms yeah, yeah, on yeah. the platform. So you had a lot more leverage to reach your entire audience. So I started doing collaborations and seeing that collaborations really helped grow me as well of just working with people who also had large followings on the platform and then we would cross our audiences over. I was like, all right, this is cool, but I'm doing this a lot, like these six second videos. I wanna be on other platforms too because I can't really build a whole reel out of six, six second, second clips. Videos. Give me an example yeah. of like a six second video. Cause I, I yeah. wasn't like, I, I, I was around, but I didn't really know about why was it my sweet it's spot. Just, it's just internet content, right? So, and it's a lot of relatable content that's just over-exaggerated. Give me an example of like a, one of your best, uh, most successful Vine. And you're so, giggling at yourself at this point when you look back. Yeah, because right? they're so ridiculous. And you guys are going to be like, really? <laughs> but it worked. Um, so one would be me and say I have the door closed and I'm in the bathroom making like sexual noises in the bathroom, right? And um, then my boyfriend now, who was my friend then, would open the door and then see uh, me using a Q-tip in my ear. <laughs> so it's just like the relatability of how good a Q-tip feels, right? So it keeps it innocent, but like leads you in with something, right? And then it has the punch of the Q-tip. So Got it. Six seconds, Got really it. quick. I mean, you all know about how good a Q-tip can it be. It feels so good <laughs> after a shower, I mean, fun. Um, so that type of content, all variety, a lot of me making fun of myself too, because, you know, be, uh, being a model self-deprecating humor yeah just because it makes me relate to people more you sure. know and doing sexy content and stuff online all the time like that's only going to get you so far right and, and yeah, it's also kind of cheesy after a while yeah, right it is and it's boring and it's like every okay you're hot you're born with like good looks if you are you know or you're decent looking or like you have a one-up in some way you're a female and you have big boobs like right. great but it's like only gonna get you so far. And for brand deals too, like good luck finding brand deals that are all, that are going to support your career. Also, you have a one up in life. Like sure, like you have an asset, right? And then you wanna leverage that on and on. That only go, that's only like, it only goes so far. You need to have layers to you and actual sure. talents to you and things that you can do, whether it's producing, whether it's directing, like, yeah. All right, guys, Vincero watches, one of my favorites, guys. You know I love these watches, right? Every man needs to have a watch that feels good on their wrist, that reeks of success. The right watch can make you feel like a better man. It just gets like a suit in that regard, right? And let me tell you, the quality of this watch, the way it feels on your wrist, the weight of it all, the construction, keeps perfect time, all right? You can't get a more accurate watch because nowadays, all the fine watches keep perfect time. So it's not just that, but this watch, you know how much this costs? You wouldn't believe it, right? It should be a $10,000 watch. It's a few hundred dollars at most. They have watches for as little as I think 150, 60 bucks to at most a few hundred dollars. They've cracked the code 
on making gorgeous men's watches that literally we reek of wealth and success. There's unlimited number. I mean, so many styles. It's shocking. They have uh, 16,000 five-star reviews. That's pretty damn impressive, right? Anyway, listen, please do me a favor. Just, I'm not going to ask you to buy 10 watches. Just try one. And tell me how awesome it is. It's awesome. It just, it just is. I'm telling you, I would not say it if it wasn't true. You, if you got this watch and you think it was overpriced and love it, go yell at me on my website. I'm, I'm confident to say that, okay? So here's the deal, guys. Check it out. Let me give you the particulars, okay? You go to vincerowatches.com. They're going to give you an additional 15% off. Use the promo code WOLF. That's vincerowatches.com. Promo code WOLF. I promise you that once you own one of these, it's not going to be the last Vincero watch you own. You'll want to buy three or four more. All right, guys. Ready for this? Could be for girls too, but it's enclosed. The best lingerie out there on the market. Guys, get this for your girlfriend or your wife, your partner for the holiday season. Why try to figure out some gift to get when you could just get a beautiful lingerie which you can then enjoy too. It's the gift that keeps on giving. This company actually really has cracked the code for buying lingerie online. You have a price size guarantee. That you have a size guarantee, so meaning if it doesn't fit right, they'll exchange it. Just tell them the kind of look and style to help you find the perfect gift. They have multi-month gifts, so you keep getting coupons each month for special discounts. Great deal. Pricing's great. The quality is amazing. This stuff is gorgeous. All right. So what I want you to do now is go to this website. It's getenclosed.com to get started. Okay. We've got a special offer for you right now. $35 off by entering the promo code WOLF. That's $35 off on any multi-month gift. Huge discount there. All right. So again, go to getenclosed.com to get started. They have awesome stuff. It's gorgeous. Looks great on, I don't wear it myself, but when I see it on a woman, it is amazing. Check it out. So for me, I actually started in, um, when I was at Florida State, I, I'm backtracking now, <laughs> away no, from no. the social media stuff. No, 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 please. But when I was at Florida State, like I, like, I think I'm just like, you know, I'm just a normal girl, right? And I'm at Florida State, and at the time, uh, two of my friends were like, oh, you should be a Playmate Centerfold. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm in college. I'm doing really well in college. Gonna get, gonna end up being in the CIA or something, you know, because <laughs> my mom. Ooh, you'd be a good CIA agent. Eh? It'd be fun. <laughs> so I think, but the reality of it, right? I watched too many. It's not movies. like James Bond. Yeah. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're yeah. in some foxhole somewhere, like. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. But um, so when I was at college, I was like, and I'm always been spontaneous. Like my parents had me pay for everything growing up, college, my car, my phone, everything. So I'm used to like working. Being reliant, self-reliant. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I've always wanted to go to California. So if I do a test shoot out there, like they're not going to choose me. Why would they choose me? So I just sent in uh, bikini photos. They emailed back and they're like, hey, um, we'd like to fly you out to L.A. <laughs> to bring you out here. And I'm like, all right. Like didn't expect that. I remember sending photos and then you had to send actual nude photos to them to the email address on the website so i just self-timer camera and i'm just like <laughs> so awkward ah. and then sent that in and i was like oh 
what if the email address is wrong? What if uh, it's not legit? What if it's not them? Fishing expedition. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. And then the next day I'm walking around school like, well, my career's over. <laughs> and then um, I got an email back saying, oh, we'd like to fly you out to LA for a test shoot. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so it was legit email. So I ended up flying out, doing the test shoot, staying at the mansion for a week. I, I met Hef, and he was like so nice, such a gentleman. I met the other playmates that were right. already playmates. And then I flew back to Florida State, and I was like, all right, did my test shoot. They're not going to choose me. And they uh, messaged me back like six months later and be like, oh, you're approved for a centerfold. And so it happened that fast, and I'm like, okay, like I, uh, that's I'm a centerfold now. So – from there, I was like, all right, I'm not going to do much in government work anymore. So Probably precludes a little government work. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, the one to Donald Trump, though, he might be like, oh, that's the perfect. Right? You know, you I might write it. You're my assistant. Uh, <laughs> not sure if I would go that route, um, but either. But I ended up moving down to Miami and then doing like studying acting there and then looking for acting roles because I'm like, all right, modeling's cool, but that's so. That's it's very not short, me. also a shorter, right? Right? Yeah, there's and, no, not much longer. And you're also a small girl, so I think that it's almost like that's just so physical outward, right? Yeah. Did, did you do? Were you a centerfold? Yeah. Playmate in 2011, wow. October. But yeah, so I was 19 when I did it, and then I was like, all right, great, this gives me a platform. I can go to LA. I can find my management management and agency. And then everybody was like, oh, you have to stick to these roles that were just putting me back to, like, a stripper role in a movie or something. I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, that? I'm like, that's not going to do anything for me. So I just would say no to those. They're like, well, you have to show us your reel. I'm like, well, how, how do I get the reel? I get it, right, So right. then going back to and now. that's how it all started. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to prove I can do other things and really focusing on comedy, on internet comedy, because right. for me, that's a, the best way to rebrand myself. Mm -hmm. Because when I first became a playmate, I was like, there wasn't really social media. I think I had like 20,000 followers on Instagram, and which is a lot of people. But at the time, I'm just like, I didn't think of social media mm -hmm. like that. And then... When I started growing on Vine, I kind that's what I used to rebrand myself because everything was in my own voice. So I'm like, all right, minimize the sexy content, sure. like seed it here and there, but then just focus on, you know, really just. So it was other, very deliberate. You had a yeah. strategy, right? You had this sort of outcome in mind and you sort of backed into that strategy every day, doing what you had to do, right? Yeah. And how long did it take until uh, um, you started? And say, wow, Snow you know what? Bowling. It's actually worked. Yeah. Was there ever a moment where you're like, you're like, holy shit! Like, look, it actually worked. Did you have that ah mm -hmm. moment, or just it just kept going and going? And you know, you seem because yeah. here's why I ask: because you seem like the person you're very driven. Mm -hmm. You are. You're very successful. I'm the same way, so I'm not saying it's a good thing. But mm -hmm. you're very much of like forward thinking, and not that you're never satisfied, but. You know, I don't think you want to rest on your laurels, right? You're yeah. always looking what's next, what's next, and it kind of drives you in some level. Mm -hmm. To me, it makes me happy. Like, when I, I'm at my happiest when I feel like I have this great idea. Oh, same. It's almost like before I get there, I'm yeah. on, I'm like, I'm happier as I'm thinking of it and planning. And then I, okay, yeah. it's fun to execute it, but it's like always like the what's next, what's yeah, next. Yeah, you complete it and you're like, all right. What's, right, what's, yeah. the, right, yeah. what's the next step, right? Exactly. So what was your point? Where you said, okay, well, I don't know. So what exactly happened with Vine? It just, just, what happened? It got deleted. So on Vine, when it got deleted, I think I had like four or 4.5 million on Why that. Why did it get deleted though? What happened? Because 
So Instagram came out with Instagram video, which was 15 seconds long. And on Vine, we had 6.5 seconds. And also Vine didn't really have, it was too late by the time they did this, but Vine didn't really have um, people for the creators to go to. They weren't really supporting the creators as much because it was such like a new, fresh platform. And then Twitter took it over. So things started changing with the people internally. So there wasn't really time for them to have that direct communication with the creators that were really feeding the entire platform. Yeah. So give us a new platform that has even more reach than Vine, right. Instagram, and that has 15-second video. Of course, we're going to go there now uh, minimizing the amount of time that we're producing content because time is everything, right? right, right. So we're doing 15-second videos and then cutting it down to six seconds and throwing it on Vine. Got it. So it had the leftover content, so why wouldn't you just watch it on Instagram? Sure. And also it's like gener- platforms are launched with generations too. Um like even with uh, TikTok now, it's like it's basically like Vine was. You know, <laughs> you smile because I know you're doing TikTok on content. It's you, good I, though. It's I smart. Text you last, I said, Amanda, I'm doing yeah. a TikTok video. I don't know if you want to still speak to me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do TikTok too. I, I think you're so smart for doing it because it's a whole younger generation too that's on there that you need those younger generations to know about you, to know about your brand, to continue right. your growth and have longevity. Yeah. So for me, when I was, um, when when we were on Vine, Vine ended up being deleted because they weren't supporting their creators as much as they should or giving them incentive to create uh, original content for the platform. And also it just like kind of died out with that generation Interesting. too. So Instagram kind of took over also. <laughs> like, you know, they, they're like, all right, you get a minute now. All right, yeah. But it's still, like, short enough to be right. able to consume it really quickly on the yeah. platform that people are satisfied. So when you so. say deleted, just dis- vanished? Yeah, they, well, all the profiles are deleted. All the videos are deleted. They were like, save your videos because all the content is going to be gone off the app. Who knows what they really did with it? Because, it, like, there's IP in there, and that's valuable for something, it, right? right? Yeah, something, um, anyway. So maybe they're going to turn it into something What's else. What's the lesson? Next I think there's a lesson here. Like from you as a, as a creator of content, right? And you saw what Vine did wrong and what Instagram did right. What, what Could you crystallize that into like just one thought? Like what was the big thing about? Was it they yeah. were more attuned to what the cr- content creators wanted? What was it you think? I think it was uh, just Instagram overseeing what was happening, being aware of what's going on around them, right? And seeing what's working and being like, all right, cool, let's watch that work. Let's see the gaps that they're missing and let's take everything they did, what works, and just fill in those gaps and have an even better product than the other platforms. So essentially, it's constantly looking at the business model, seeing what's working, what's not, tweaking it, you know, stopping what's not working, improving Mm -hmm. what is working and scaling. It's basically that. Yeah. And it, but with that, though, you do need a lot of um, power already to be able to do something like sure. that. So I think Vine was smart in the sense. So if I'm thinking of myself as a business, right, I'm Vine. Um, I'm like, all right, there's a need for short form video content of an organic platform with creators. So I'm going to build that easily and slowly and just let it organically grow because there's a need for that so people are going to use it it's a great product Mm -hmm. so in developing that they were successful too because they sold vine to twitter so they were successful in building this platform and selling their products you know and then selling their brand right so they they did a great job with that but then you know twitter took over yeah (laughs) they had it there and they didn't do much with it you know but who knows, maybe they just wanted it for their own IP and then they didn't really care about the platform. 
All right, a word from our sponsor here, betterhelp.com. Let me get a little more somber and serious. It's about mental health, guys. Nothing to joke around about. You know, I have been in my life, I've been full of anxiety. I've been depressed. I've seen psychiatrists, psychologists. I am a believer in mental health. And also, I know firsthand that the right person to speak to can make the difference between, I wouldn't say life or death, well, sometimes it can be that severe, but mostly happiness and misery. And you deserve to be happy. I want you to check out this company, BetterHelp. They will give you, assign you, the right psychologist based on what you're feeling. And if you don't like the person, they'll replace them, but they can do it at a fraction of the cost. Rather than have to show up anywhere, it's done over the phone, by text even, by uh, Skype. They've really taken what's probably one of the most important things, the delivery of mental health, and they've allowed it to be affordable to anybody and they've made it convenient for you and you also get a discount because you're on my podcast because no, you'll almost be crazy if you listen to me anyway, right? Okay, so here's the deal. Betterhelp.com slash wolf. Okay, they're going to give you another discount of 10% off on your first month. Check it out. Put the discount code in wolf. Betterhelp.com. The lesson on some level is that, you know, for for someone that acquires a company. It's like you can't, it's like unless you're constantly watching it and this, I mean, things move mm-hmm. so fast now, right? Unless you're constantly aware of what's going on, you're yeah. basically gonna get run over by someone else who is. Yeah, and you need somebody that, whether you're running it or you just don't have the time to, I'm sure like, you know, you have other things that you're doing and you just can't, You there's no way you could physically be at everything and running everything day to day. Right. So it's just delegating to the right people. Yeah, exactly. And that's the hardest thing to find are the right people, I think, <laughs> you know, but when you find them, it's just like, oh, you know, worth the search. So I think, with, you know, the biggest problem that people or the mistake that when they delegate is everyone goes, yeah, you've got to delegate authority. But the problem is, is that you can't delegate an inefficient system. In words, mm-hmm. Like I've made this mistake myself where you say, All right, I'm going to just, I want you to take over this. But if it's not already systemized mm-hmm. and then optimized and then you delegate, mm-hmm. it's like you're asking someone who might not have the skill sets <laughs> yeah. to achieve what you want. You almost set someone up for failure. So yeah, you mm-hmm. have to delegate. Mm-hmm. But also as an entrepreneur, you have to make sure that A, it's the right person. Also that you you are involved. It's a, it's a yeah, weird trade-off. You're seeing this. Yeah. You have to be involved. And then once it's really systemized, mm-hmm. optimized, then you can essentially step back and let it run and just supervise yeah. with you know, getting reports back. Warren Buffett's got a great saying. He goes, when I, I buy a Warren business, Buffett. right? we love Warren, right? Because yeah. <laughs> when I buy a business, I want to make sure that the systems that they have in place are so simple, so easy to use that even an idiot mm-hmm. can use them. Turn because key. sooner or later, one will. Yeah, 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 it's true. You get it? Yeah. So a lot of these companies that, it's like, yeah, you have great people, they can run it, but then eventually mm-hmm. someone else takes it over and boom, yeah. it's, it's vined. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> deleted, gone right? forever. All right, so yeah. so on, so on from there, you jumped into Instagram, redhead first, right? Yep, well, yeah, so I started doing Instagram videos and then uh, Snapchat was new and that came out and then I always just saw social media as, work like business I never really used it for friends mm-hmm. like I just always used it to make content because sure. you reach it's a global audience mm-hmm. and you're reaching so many people so I was I just thought of it as being able to build a global brand for myself right and then from there I could use that as all right I have all this marketing capabilities that of an audience that fully supports me and they truly do because I'm providing them free content every single day and right 
you know, they understand my journey too. So yeah, it's entertainment. You connect yeah. with your fans. It's authentic. It's not that. I think the big thing was the is the move away from the sexual yeah. exploitation stuff to more like a little bit of risque, but in a funny self. Right. That's it's just the, weaving, you know. And it's like a lot of questions that um, girls have that come to me with too. They're just like, oh, like. I'm just known for my booty online. I'm just not, I'm like, well. Ass at. Yeah. Literally. Ass at. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, that's fine. You can still do that content, but just start adding in other things. So it's not just like, I'm not that anymore. I'm this now. It's like, that's not organic either. Right. Like you, you've been that for a long time. And yeah, there's other layers to you. Start showing the other layers to you. You know, you have that great, like you're blessed with that asset. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. But, yeah. But now just add other things to it, layer on it. So in other words, the idea is what you, what you I think the really clever thing that you did is you, you had something, right? So you had the mm -hmm. sex appeal, but you, you were able to take that and turn it into like sort of this comic but still risque and that really mm -hmm. and also it connected with people people felt like they I, we went to the fights together right yeah. and the thing that, that we both saw is that your fans really connect with you and yeah. mine really connect with me it's yeah. like really <laughs> the different fans which yeah. we were laughing about right mm -hmm. but it's interesting what do you think causes for, you know, obviously authentic but what do you think is that your fans are so connected to you I think I show a lot of my process and my life too. So they feel like they're involved, even though most of my stuff is scripted. I still allow them to have insight into my life and, you know, what I'm going through. So there's a real connection there. It's not like, yeah, you can grow a fan base from the ca different characters and stuff that you do, but, and like the fact that you make people smile every day and hopefully laugh a little or just feel a little bit better. But, um, I, I think the, the main importance or the main thing that really, like, grabs people is when they know more about you. They know, like, your layers. It's always going back to layers, Give me right? an example like, of that. What would be something that you do that personally, um, yeah. like, versus the – so is the scripted stuff – also sort of personal in a way that is it based around or is it different is that stuff that you do some is scripted some is just mm -hmm. off the cuff personal why don't um, you explain yeah so some of the stuff I do a lot of sketch comedy and then I'll also do like little horror shorts or I'll do like a little drama short so it's just like a variety of content because my audience knows that I, I love acting so I just like want to now I'm doing like more produced content and just like really getting like a proper team to make high production value but right. um so for me it's like for that scripted content it's more just like creative storylines but for the short bits they're relatable stuff so people can really like grab onto it and understand and be like huh like that's me too they relate to me through my content so right. that's helpful too and then also I'll show like through my Instagram stories and my Snapchat stories. Like we're at the fight and you say, hey, it's like, listen, yeah. like you're narrating and stuff, just letting them into your life. Yeah. And then also talking direct to camera, even with live streams and stuff, just really just communicating and having that interaction and engagement with my audience. So I'm giving them my time to hearing them out, responding to their questions and really building that connection with the community that's around me. I Got think. it. So important. I want to just ask you one more question before. I really want to jump into the entrepreneurship side because I, I look at you as honestly as someone that I, I think really gets the entrepreneurial aspect of how you turn this into a real business and grow mm -hmm. a brand. One more question that I think everyone, and I want to, I really want to know this answer, mm -hmm. this whole thing about the algorithm, playing the yeah. algorithm. Now, I know it's always changing, right? Mm -hmm. But what do you think, give me like sort of like um, the older algorithm 
And then, the, like, in the last, when did the out, did it change recently or something? Or did, or it's always it's changed. Ch- like, yeah. Is there any one big shift? I remember there was, wasn't there, like, one big shift in the last year or so where? Yeah, it got, it got a lot more, um, harder to crack, <laughs> I guess. But, so, with that. fucking computers get smarter and smart. Uh, yeah, you know? so smart. I know. Well, together, um, I think we could, you know, let's, let's I'm pretty smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Collaborations are the best way to grow, right. too. Know, yeah. Honestly, like. Out of anything you could ever do, collaborate because it, whether it's with your business, whether it's with influencers sure. or yeah. like entertainers, right. like collaboration. Right. Um, so, what was the old? Tell me the old yeah. algorithm as best you can explain it, and then the shift, and then mm-hmm. what's the best way to take advantage of in a positive way to build your brand using the new one. Yeah. So, old algorithm gave you access to a lot more of your audience. So, you, any post that you would do you would reach a higher percentage of the audience that actually followed you, and you had um, a lot more likelihood to reach the, um, what's the page called? Um, Discover page, which it used to be called, or Explore page. So then you have more reach to newer audiences that don't yet know about you. So if your post is performing really well, you're you were more likely to reach the explore page, which reached more people. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot more room for growth that way. That's why growing on different platforms that are, have already been around for a while is a lot more difficult because there's already so much content out there that you're competing against every right. single day. I don't know the numbers that are uploaded, but we can only imagine, right? right. Yeah, it's um, yeah. yeah, and it's and speci- growing. Yeah, which great for the platforms but makes it harder for newer people coming on or newer brands so um that's why you know you always hear it's it's great to really jump on the new platforms like tiktok's still fairly new it's great though it's smart because you're able to reach so much more of an audience and you know reach the explore pages be the number one that you see on a hashtag and there's a lot of content being uploaded there but if you're getting views, like the way a lot of these algorithm algorithms work with TikTok, I notice it seems like, and I don't know for sure because I'm not behind the scenes. Right, so yeah, not, yeah, sure. It's only by what you sure. see and what you witness. But for me, it's all right. If I'm getting a lot of views all at once and comments, like great engagement, TikTok sees that as a post that's doing well and it's great content. So other audiences should see it. So, but with Instagram, it's more of like what your audience, only what your audience is liking most and commenting on. Mm -hmm. So if your specific audience isn't engaging as much, then you're not going to reach a new audience. Mm. But TikTok still gives you ability to reach new audience. So it's sounds confusing, but it makes sense. So I'm just like, all right, on Instagram... I need to create content that my audience there loves, which is great. It makes sense. It's what you should be doing anyway. But it's a little frustrating because you're not reaching that new audience that gives you growth. So with newer brands, I would say it's so important just to be on the really new platforms because you could post something and then go viral all of a sudden. Really good luck with that with Instagram. Like on these newer platforms, it's just I, I feel like it's you hop on a trend or a hashtag that people are using. It's all about the trends on TikTok, like the different hashtags that are going on at the time. And you can even just go on the page and just see the hashtags. And then you create content according to that hashtag and you're going to get reach and people are going to discover, you know, your videos or your profile. 
And um, also the algorithm always supports organic content, no matter what platform it is, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, stuff that's organic that doesn't come across as too branded or, um, you know, that you're just solely promoting like a mug on it, you know, it just still needs to be entertaining content. So even when I do brand deals on my platforms, I always make sure I'm as much as the brand allows me and I really demand this is and they're smart for accepting this is me being able to put it in my own voice, of course, but still make entertaining content. So me doing a bit and including the brand in the bit where people are still getting education about the brand, but appreciating the brand for the entertainment they provided. Got it. Got it. Right. Not just saying. I represent this. Yeah, no, yeah. And that's not going to, you know, your audience isn't going to appreciate you for doing that. They're not going to appreciate the brand for doing that. Sure. It's not successful for anybody just doing things that way. But if brands demand it to be done, they're just missing out a lot. Right. <laughs> but So um, the brand should essentially be weaved into the skit of the story yeah. and just be prominent there even mentioned but not because like oh, i'm sponsoring this brand that's just yeah. like people that hate that stuff right and and it, but it can also be um it doesn't have to just be product placement it can also be to where the whole thing is about the brand but in just really entertaining way like i did Give this, me an example yeah, yeah. Good example, yeah i did this uh brand deal with uh what was it was it with bite yeah i did it with bite beauty okay and when we did it I was already at, staying at the Four Seasons, and I was like, this is a great place for me to shoot at. So I used right. all the different, like, visually ap- appealing locations, and I shot this whole storyline about me talking about the products with the exact talking point that they gave me, but then scripting it how I wanted it to add a comedic value after every point is made. Right. So... um you know, I'm in the bathroom scrubbing my lips with the lip scrub, and then um, I forget what it was. I'm trying to remember my own content. <laughs> and then um, I added uh, Johannes in there, my boyfriend, right. just as like comedic value for some line exchanged in between that moment of right. me saying how great it is, talking direct to camera, and then a comedic moment into the next scene. So it's just like quick, Got it. entertaining, but you're still knowing about the brand. Right. Um, but back to algorithms, yeah, like yeah. you can never really fully hack an algorithm, but you can. Like there was moments, um, and it's by luck, you know. Sure. Um, we noticed, and I say we just like top creators right, right. noticed that a hash or location tag of like Singapore um, gave us more reach when we put it on our photos. <laughs> so we would all use the location Singapore for some reason. It was like a glitch in the algorithm that we're like, we're getting like a hundred percent reach right no. now. So we're all tagging Singapore and eventually they, you know, they you catch, it, right? yeah. And they close it off, but we took advantage of the algorithm in that moment. That's weird. It's so bizarre. Like it's just, but it's significantly different when you use the location. So is there still some benefit to using the location or no? I I think so. Well, the reason why I say yeah is because when I was looking for a nail artist and I was in Miami and I would look at Miami location tags for the hashtag for nail artists and then I was able to discover people that way. Mm. So I think I think it is valuable, especially for businesses that people are looking for services or People are looking even just for growth for people in their area. I think it's helpful. It's better than using nothing because it's just like an added element where people can discover you. Right. So I don't think it hurts. But um, and then hashtags are great. Overdoing them, not so great. 
Like I'll I'll look at different hashtags, especially on different platforms. It depends, you know. And um, you know, YouTube's different than Facebook. Facebook's different than Instagram. Different than TikTok. Different than Twitter. Different than Snapchat. And I kind of use them all for different things, but mm-hmm. and it all depends because I have different audiences and some of them cross over on different platforms. Mm-hmm. But people use different platforms for different types of content, and you really just have to understand uh, what the culture of that platform right. is, and then go into that culture and create organic content to you within that culture. Do you is it, so the things that you put on? So you have a massive YouTube following too, right? Mm-hmm. How big is your YouTube? Thing? I have. Five million on YouTube. Five million. And yeah, two different channels. So is it that is it the same content or sh- and shorter on a different platform or completely different content? Longer. It's a little bit longer, but it's. Lo- I mean, is it longer on like yeah. longer? But is that yeah? Will you take do you take something that's long on YouTube, then chop it down, put the same thing on a shortened version on Instagram? Is that what you do or different? Uh, you can just to have extra content. Content's right. king, so right. it doesn't hurt. But for me, if I do that, it's more so to promote the overall video on YouTube. Got it. Um, but now I do IGTV as well, which is longer form content mm-hmm. to where people can consume it. They can watch a minute on your preview, which if you're doing IGTV content and still within Instagram, it's a sem- separate app. But um, once you're watching a preview for a minute that's on your timeline, you can put that on IG. And then once you reach that minute mark, then you go to IGTV. It automatically gives the user an option to continue watching, which then brings them to IGTV and to consume the content there. And I, if I'm doing video content, I try to make it IGTV content because I can foresee that Instagram really wants IGTV to do well. Right. So, yeah. you know, intuitively it's like, all right, uh, they're going to be pushing that algorithm for IGTV more, so let me make more IGTV mm-hmm. content, understanding that they want to monetize it, I'm sure, in the future, similar to how YouTube YouTube does it and Facebook does it with CPMs. Mm-hmm. So let me do the IGTV content. Right. And then I also get a timeline post, so I'm getting more reach for my content. And then if I also have a YouTube video and I solely want people to go there, then I will just say click link in bio. But I notice with the algorithm that if more people are clicking out onto your link in your bio, that it really slows down that post because you're bringing people off the platform. Right, 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 right. right. So it's just like... It's almost so that's what better. I would think, right? Yeah. So they want people to stay on so they can then sell the an ad to someone, right? So anytime you yeah. bring someone off the platform, I would assume yeah. it reduces reach, right? Yeah, I mean, it's smart. If I was a, a branded platform, I would do too, the right? same. Of course, but, yeah. but then again, it could backfire because people use that to build an audience that they can sell sure. and market to. Right. Yeah, yeah. What but. do you think about mixing in like boosted paid advertising? Oh, yeah, do it. I, I mean... I don't do it for myself, for my organic content, mm-hmm. but if a brand is doing branded content with me, I tell them to always, you know, put paid marketing behind it, push it, because that's what's going to get you reached to your exact demographic that you want, and you can really target audiences that way. If you want 18 to 24, if you want all female, like, then push that out even more to that specific audience, and that's going to give more reach, but wait until that that post has its organic reach already and then boost it because you're going to get way more reach out of your paid advertising. Tell me about live streaming. How about that? Is that an important aspect of the whole thing? I think every single social media tool is an an important aspect of everything. Like you should be on literally everything. 
So, and if you're not, you're just missing out on an opportunity and you never know what's going to hit. You never know what platform's going to hit. So it's almost just like rolling your dice by putting content everywhere and you see which platform is the most successful for you and then really um, feed that platform, but still don't forget about the other platforms because right. they could be deleted too. So you never know. Do you look at, do you have a, in your mind, do you look at the platforms in an order of importance? Like you say, okay, I want my long game is to focus on YouTube mm -hmm. and then after that Instagram or, or, you, or you don't look at it that way or is it like um, you, have a, you know you know what I'm trying to say yeah no I get it um is it highest priority for you or yeah I would say Instagram's a huge priority for me because I'm really excited about the monetization that they're going to eventually add in um but then also YouTube's an OG they've been around for like ever on YouTube so of course I'm going to make content for there because I can Im immediately monetize it so in Instagram I'm really just building my marketing platform and I'm also at the same time what's really interesting for me right now is to own my own audience so I don't have to rely on all these social media platforms Explain. So it's more so getting the emails, getting the phone numbers, ah, getting those contacts. Yeah, I have that already. Yeah, that's yeah. what Because I started off that way. It's the best. With my own you know, massive, you know, massive email database, people that have either watched stuff, bought stuff. So that's sort of what I, that was the you first thing I that. did. Yeah. And then yeah. I completely neglected my social media. Yeah. <laughs> well, you need both, right? I know. I know that <laughs> I totally, to reach I, the new I, I did. I screwed up. I admit it. <laughs> no, it's, no, you, <laughs> you're, no, you've done amazing. Like, in, in, in I don't my domain I have. You. No, I've done yeah. amazing in my domain, but yeah. I, my son had been telling me for so long, you got to start doing, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. I hate doing it. That's like it's the decay of Western reaction. civilization, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it actually, I really, I'm actually enjoying Instagram. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's, fu it's fun. It's fun actually. It's, I'm finding it fun now for the first time. You know what I'm saying? You can be creative. Exactly. Right. And just play with it and see what works, what doesn't work. It's not gonna, unless you're doing something really bad, it's not gonna hurt your career. Right. If, like nobody and people are so afraid of that too. They're like, I don't want to post because it's only gonna get like ten views and no likes and it's embarrassing. I embarrass myself so much online that it's so worth it though because if it's something you truly believe in and you're just not doing just because everybody else is doing it you're really going to be passionate about it and there's longevity in that and you can continue to be creative post it put it out there if it gets 10 views who cares like it's something that you created that you love ignore the comments because there's haters everywhere, you know, whatever. I kind of like the haters a little bit. They're great. I love the haters. I'm like, yeah. keep hating me because if they, they hate me, the fans like, screw you. They argue with yeah. more engagement. Like, yeah, every time you hate me, great. You just pay me $10. Thank you. You $10 bill on that, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's, hey, as long as you're viewing my content, whatever. Hey, oh, hate on, yeah. right? Yeah. And they'll convert eventually. Right. Like, maybe they just had a bad day and they're venting on your platform. Like, almost feel bad for them. A you wear bit. them down, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With positivity. Yeah. That's what I did in the beginning. I had a lot of haters back in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, that you, I'm, wow, I really haven't many haters anymore. Like Everybody you, has a lot of haters, especially in the beginning. And then as you start to grow, it starts, you know, people appreciate your hard work. They yeah, see your path. And then they're like, oh, I supported them since day one. 100%, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now let's switch over now to the side that intrigues me most about you. And that is that 
I look at you as a as, as a really successful entrepreneur. Thank you. Right? No, I really do. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're going to actually do a tour together in colleges, which yes. is going to be so much oh fun. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for that. It's that's going to be amazing, right? Great idea, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to, it was, it was sort of my, I can't take full credit for it. It was a combination of myself, my son, and William Morris. Yeah. And they came to me with this idea. And then this also this like YouTube show with the shark tank. Yeah. And the reason I thought of you, here's what, what I did. Because I saw, it started when I saw you on stage. Mm-hmm. Now, I met you. The first time I met you, you were so young. <laughs> And you were Brett's house, right? Yeah. I thought you were like 12 back then, okay? And uh, it wasn't that long ago, but you were like, wow, she's like, I didn't really get it back then, the whole thing. So, you know, introduced me to you. Then I I saw you on stage like two weeks ago, maybe, right? Mm -hmm. And you were on a panel. Yes. And I was like, damn. I was like, this girl really grew up. I was like, (laughs) like she grew up like you were really a sharp entrepreneur. Thank you. And when I asked a few people about it, like, oh, no, she kind of broke out from the pack. In other words, it was all these girls tits, ass, blah, 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 right? Yeah. But that, but you were able to completely separate yourself to the point where it's funny, the 14-year-old boys at the fight. Yeah, no, come As you said, you see, these, you see, these are my fans, my 14-year-olds. And, and it, you were so sweet to every single one of them. You yeah. really were, and genuinely so. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's really nice. Well, I don't, I don't understand why anybody wouldn't. Be. I am too, but yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, you're the same. No, way. I know, but I was really so much that I actually felt bad because there's one video of us where I interrupted yeah. you, and you were like, you were talking to these two girls I didn't realize, and I was posting, and oh, you're like, no. oh, I was talking to my little girls. Girls are so cute behind, so like 13 and 14. <laughs> were, were, but you spent like 10 minutes with those girls just talking to them. <laughs> They're so cute. I know. <laughs> but you shouldn't feel bad. No, we were. I know. I didn't, doing, I didn't it was a fight, fight night too. Which two little girls are at too? <laughs> what, are what are you so? Tell me. Let's before we go on to the full entrepreneurship discussion, which I'm looking forward to. Tell me about the fight. What what, what do you think? So I look at it this way. Yeah. I don't care that he lost, Logan. Doesn't matter, he right? Still won. He still won. Yeah. He filled up the Staples Center. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, a he had the balls to actually do that right. to actually go and put himself out there like that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't have the best night fighting. From people that know him, said he did. He had an off night, right? Whatever it is, it is, right? Yeah. But one thing I like about Logan is that. You know, he's made mistakes, mm-hmm. he's swallowed his pride, he's come back, and he's constantly reinventing himself. And I think on some level, we were always trying to not, not necessarily reinvent ourselves, but take what's happening, make the best version of that, and mm-hmm. plow on, you know? Right. No, that's the, that's the best way to go through life. Like, I'm so much better than I was 10 years ago, for sure. I know a lot more every single year. I learn a lot and things that I would never do again that I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, But still, that's a part of my history. I've learned a lot from it. It's totally worth doing and keep going and growing from that. Like, we've all made mistakes, right? And Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Well, Some I bigger mean, than others, you know? Yeah. But the bigger the reach, the bigger the mistake, and the yeah. more you learn from it, right? I, honestly, like... The bigger mistakes that you do make, exactly that, because you're you have you have to grow so much so quickly from right. that mistake, and it's all projected right in front of you. Especially if you're in the public eye already, it's all just laid out right there of just how horrible or what you did, or you know that you have to just accept it. And either you could fight against it and stay in your corner and be like, right. "No, I'm great," or you can just accept I made a mistake. Right. I get it. Now I have to prove myself again. Exactly, right. And so it takes time sometimes. Yeah. You know, you got to keep plowing forward and plowing forward. One of the things I always say, one of my, my, my famous quotes, though, is that <laughs> we are not the mistakes of our past. Mm-hmm. We're the resources and capabilities we glean from our past mistakes. Yeah. Like when you make a mistake, it actually makes you stronger. You yeah. learn from that. If 
you don't dwell in the mistake and become the mistake. A right. lot of people do that, you know? Yeah, that's exactly true. I, I'd rather be around people that have had have made really large mistakes. Because they learn from them. Yeah, and they're still working, they're still doing things, they're still growing. Like They're almost like stronger beings in that sense of just like being experienced, right? 100%. Like even when I was in college, I, you know, I crammed for exams, I studied and I did great on them. I'm like, all right, cool. When I got out of college, I'm like, I still don't know as much as I need to know for life. Mm-hmm. And I've learned through experience for everything I've ever done. I've taught myself how to write. I've taught myself how to direct. I'm doing a lot of mistakes along the way. And now I'm really good at it. Now Mm -hmm. I'm doing things and I'm so much stronger as a person through my experiences and the situations that I put myself in unknowing and making those mistakes. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't be where I am now. Do you ever, did you, in terms of the uh, quite with the playmate stuff, mm-hmm. do you look back at that and say, I wish I wouldn't have or glad I did it? I'm glad I did it. It's what got, it, first off, I was, it was something I was super proud of, especially at the time. I was like, awesome, a moment in history. Check it off. I'm at two days at the gym. This is awesome. I but, think it's awesome, personally. Yeah. I was wondering how you felt about it. Yeah. Well, I, I still, what made me feel less awesome about it was when I came to LA to pursue acting. And I wasn't able to get brand deals. I wasn't able because I was a playmate. I remember I was so far along in the process, especially when I, even when I grew a following on Vine and my audience began to know me as something else and didn't even know I was a playmate until they Googled me later on. Um, So when I was at that stage, I was getting these offers from these big beauty companies and one specific. And then when I was talking with them and doing the interview, like, we love you. You're so perfect. And about to do a massive campaign with them. And they were going forward with it. They were sending the contract and everything. And then they came back. Oh, we just found out you're a playmate in 2011. We can't do the deal with you. I'm like, really? And I'm, I'm like from that my, my own thing like, yeah. like people would get I get fun and say oh you did this back 10 years I'm like, yeah really yeah but at that point it's like all right you know whatever don't dwell on that they're lost and I'm, I'm sure, sure they're really sorry right now yeah. <laughs> yes and now like and I was able to do really cool things like after that and just mm-hmm. building on my brand of mm-hmm. like I did guest campaigns mm-hmm. and did stuff with them I've worked with fortune 500 sure. brands now and yeah. you know it's just but I don't I don't think they were wrong fully for that, especially at that time, because I did grow a following, and they have to look out for their brand. Right. I get it. it. Mm-hmm. I think part of it's also that you, I, I, in the beginning, I found this. When I first was making my comeback, all right, mm-hmm. so I did these things, and I'm saying, but wait, I'm, I've learned my lesson. I'm doing it right. Like, prove it to us. Yeah. How long have you been doing the right thing? And I noticed that like a lot of my naysayers and detractors in the press as well, it was like a point, like, wow, it's been like five or six years now. It's yeah. actually... You know, if you if you actually continue to act like that's who you become eventually, mm-hmm. right? There's in the beginning, yeah, they probably had a right to look at it and say, oh, I don't know, yeah, you know, maybe you know, maybe she'll do something else again to embarrass the brand, maybe yeah. I'll do something. <laughs> but then they say, yeah. wow, she's actually authentic and real, and I think that's the perfect point to cross over now to this. So that's mm-hmm. the what intrigues me is that you're an entrepreneur. What was the First of all, do you you consider yourself an entrepreneur, right? Yep, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm even consulting with different businesses and showing them how to grow their platforms online, showing them different ways to 
because what people the mistake a lot of people make is just trying to replicate the content that they see being successful online and then they just become another like drop in the noise of of social, social media, media right. and there's no and there's a lot of freaking noise yeah there is there's a ton now yeah. you know everybody wants to have a social media following whether you're an actor whether you're a business and it's smart you should want one but it's also important to have your own voice too and that's what's going to make you stand out but for me in growing I, I went to school for business, and I've always wanted to just do more in business. I mm -hmm. saw... If not the CIA. Yeah, if not the CIA. That probably um, surprised you. Your first thing you said, well, I think maybe I'll work for the CIA. Yeah. Like, well, oh. my mom owns a karate school, and she said... Um, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> Wait, your mother owns a karate. Yeah. She, she's a black belt. Yeah, she's been doing it her whole life. We used to live in Connecticut, my two sisters and I, and I think it's a great you, thing for kids to do, too, by the way. Are you a black belt? Yeah. <laughs> really yeah i'm a black belt in taekwondo and karate um so when <laughs> but then i i did it until i was like 14 and then we moved to florida and i was like all right i'm doing track and cross country i'm just uh, i'm running now <laughs> but um my mom's been doing it her she's amazing she's an entrepreneur she's built her whole business she's so incredible so positive so you get it from your mom your mom so it's a yeah. family yeah <laughs> did a guy ever try to like do come on to you so bam <laughs> just knock pressure point yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did that happen to you or something like luckily that? Luckily, not yet. I don't <laughs> want to knock, knock on wood. wood. Right. Um, Guys, yeah. <laughs> now you know. Don't fuck with Amanda. Yeah. She will knock Jordan you. has my back. Yeah. She will <laughs> knock you out if I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's really funny. But I, I just saw how much freedom being an entrepreneur gives you, too, mm -hmm. and being able to be in control of what I want to do and what I have to do. I don't mm -hmm. want to have to do things just to make money. I want to be able to do things because I'm excited sure. about it. And, you know, making money is fun. It's like it's always been uh, I save so much. Like it's always like a fun game. I, I like numbers. It's great. Mm -hmm. And I, I loved math growing up, too. So it's always just a fun thing for me. But it's almost like a monopoly game, right? You're just like playing it and you're growing it and it's awesome. But I want to have that freedom of even in acting, you know, having that business side also allows me to have freedom in the roles that I choose for acting. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have to take everything that people right. email me and yeah, send yeah. me my way. Sure. So. Um, let's talk about like the rules of being an entrepreneur, right? So mm -hmm. I, you know, I have my own take on it, right? And I've been at it a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what do I say, my this, the big picture for me is like there's really two things that you have to be able to do as an entrepreneur. Number one is you need, need to learn how to fail elegantly. Mm -hmm. In other words, how do you be wrong as an yeah. entrepreneur? How do you test an idea? And the reason I know this is because I failed miserably the first time I was an entrepreneur. I was very young and I went yeah. into business, made all the mistakes that young business owners make and mm -hmm. I got destroyed. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand that you have to learn to test ideas and test quickly test cheaply mm -hmm. maximize on the lessons yeah. what do you think about that i think that's i mean you could talk most on that part for sure but um I, I totally agree it's not just immediately putting all your eggs in one basket and just launching and just hoping for the best it's not you don't want to have luck with everything that you're doing i i think it's having an idea that you truly believe in you know uh, or a product or a service that the market needs and then you decide, okay, I'm going to supply this, and but I'm going to launch it, seed it in a, in a small way first, mm -hmm. and then get that feedback, see how it does. And if it does great, scale it larger, you know? So it's just like kind of like niching it down and then launching it. But hey, if it's something you're truly passionate about and you're all in for, right. 
go for it if right. it's the, like a no-brainer, you mm-hmm. know? So, so that's one side's failing elegantly and the other mm-hmm. side's succeeding wildly, meaning what do you do when it works? Mm-hmm. Like when you test an idea and you get a great early read, how do you scale? How do you take a small idea or business and turn it into a big business at a zero on the income, delegate all those things. They're very different mm-hmm. skills. I think that these skills that you need, like you need to have both, but like failing elegantly, that's a very different type of mindset than succeeding wildly. It's like, how do you yeah. go from being contesting conservatively then growing wildly, right? Yeah. I For me, in my position, I would say it's, you know, once I see that product is great, then that's when I'll use my resources more and my contacts more to really scale that product or mm-hmm. scale whatever it is, you know. Sure. And then I'll fully do that out because I, I spent a long, a long time building my network too mm-hmm. that and my credibility and my reputation that, yeah, if you fail on something, that's okay. Right. But if you're just like preaching and pulling connections for everything and just like going all for it, you better make that a success because it's not for me. I always just think it's not just me on the line anymore. You're this bringing is, down the people connected to you. Yeah, and which is so, and that weighs even harder than just you. And I get that. So that's I always say test and then go for it. You know, if it's something that you just truly believe in to scale a business, you need um, social media for any business that you're doing. You need online marketing. You need that. If you're just focusing on traditional marketing good luck, you know, you could still have some success, but not what you could get through online marketing and making sure that you have a global brand because you're reaching a global audience. So why not have a brand that, you know, takes advantage of all that and really looking at who your audience is and communicating with your audience as well and making sure that they're building that product. Whenever I launch something, I always communicate with my audience first and get their feedback. I'm lucky not lucky. I've worked hard for it, but, yeah, no, but I have a big audience now that I can get. You're lucky that now because of all the hard work you did. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's how it works. But um, so I'm able to get that feedback and build a product that my fans are now invested in as well. So they want it to succeed. They're a part of it, sure. and I'm able to launch a product that way too. But it's also just taking advantage of these different markets, these different platforms allow you to reach so so many different audiences right. for cheap compared to tradi- traditional prices. Right. And you can target too. So it's just like target marketing is so valuable, especially on platforms like Facebook, where it's still underpriced compared to what traditional marketing is. What you know? How do you um, approach Facebook versus Instagram? Do you yeah. handle them differently? I'm more free-spirited about Facebook. I don't care as much. Like, Instagram, I'm more strategic. Facebook, I'll post something up. I'm like, cool, if it does well, it's great. Some people have built their entire brands off Facebook, though, and I think it's great for allowing people to know about your business, especially for local businesses. I think it's it's great. Um, and that way you can really target the demographics for that. But it's also, I see it as an older fan base, too. Mm. So with that, it's like, all right, if I have content that fits that fan base more, that's like uh, an older audience. Like if I make something for a younger audience or TikTok, I'm not going to put it on Facebook. You know, it's just like I'm really thinking about what my following is on that platform. But I see a lot of people being successful with the, the viral content that goes on there is usually prank content right. what, or, are your, what are your th- thoughts on that you never mm. went down that that route right no, I just don't I wouldn't have fun doing it you right. know and it almost stresses me out because I'm so I feel people people's energy a lot and if somebody's upset I'm like huh like I want to help them so it's like I'm the worst for that 
role, you know, but it is entertaining. I see why people do it. It just wouldn't satisfy me. Yeah. I think also it doesn't have the longevity. You're not, I think you don't get taken seriously as much, right? In terms of when you're doing that stuff, it's like, I don't know. It doesn't seem to require this. I wouldn't say talent because they don't want to demean what anyone does, but there's certain. Um, to capture, it's not easy to do what you actually do. You in fifteen thirty, whatever it is, you, you know, yeah. you're actually. I, I watched some of your stuff over in the last two days, and it's it's probably really funny. Thank you. Some of it's pretty yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you make fun of yourself in a very in, in a hysterical way, like you're doing a funny dance with your friend. It, yeah. it's always like a little on the on the comic side, right? Yeah, it leans. Yeah, it leans to the comic, right? Yeah, because people. I mean, if want to laugh, right? Yeah, if they're doing serious stuff their entire day, it's a nice to go on a platform where you could just like get out of your own world for a second that's how i see it that's why i honestly i started in comedy because i i'm not a comedian but i like to write scripts that are funny you know and people can relate to i can i i i say i could never but you never know if i committed who knows you know but i don't do stand-up i'm like that respect to all the comedians out there but for me i want to act so i put myself in scripts that people would tag their friends in because it's relatable content and they could be like yeah that's you and that gives me more growth as well because i'm creating content that's shareable got it what's your goal um well this is more important your vision for your future here like amanda cerny you know, right now you're, I think you're in a really great spot because like, you know mm-hmm. you're you're taken very seriously by people. Um, but I'm sure, I knowing you, and now that I really know you better, I I, I know you're always forward thinking, right? You have a mm-hmm. kind of a plan. You're a planner type, right? Yeah, oh, I'm so type A. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Right? So where do you see uh, yourself in, let's say, five years from now? Uh, well, I planned, but <laughs> I'm also like very spontaneous. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's continued growth in every vertical. So I'm focusing on, I'm doing stuff in fashion, I'm doing stuff, which is all like in the vertical, I guess, of entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. Um, doing things here and there and modeling. I don't see myself as a traditional model by any means, but I'm like, there's different things. I think you're more relatable than a model. I mean, because you know, you're not six feet tall. No, old boat. no, you're yeah. you're like a regular, very pretty, but person. I think people can really more relatable. Thanks. I think, right? You much more. I to use an act. The actress is obviously, in fact, with yeah. the making the Wolf of Wall Street into a TV series, and I'm gonna be putting you up front so you to, to, the, to the guy. No, seriously, awesome. you'd be great for it's the perform. Perfect. Yeah, no, it's great. And, um, do that next year. But in terms of like your own future, like, do you wanna? Um, is it acting? And but also like, do you? Do you ever see yourself doing like, um, like for instance, like what um, Jessica Alba did or, mm-hmm. or uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? They really, they really got into this whole idea of running a business and they started something. Is mm-hmm. that something that would intrigue you? For sure, that's what I'm working on now. You know, right. really just building that empire of a, a bit a brand that's a household brand or even just. Yeah, that whole, I mean, Jessica Alba with The Honest Company is incredible. She had an amazing partners in it as well. Like, she was very strategic with that. Yeah. It's not easy to build a billion-dollar company. No, it's <laughs> like, not. you know, it's not. so it's, uh, yeah. I did it with like, Steve Madden's shoes in the beginning, and we, mm-hmm. it took us many, you know, we started Steve Madden in 1989. It took a lot, I mean, mm-hmm. it took a lot of work to really, and also, she, I think with Jessica Alba, interesting, she's a smart girl. I mean, right. you remind me of, she's very intelligent. She's not Thank just you. a pretty it's face. A huge compliment, yeah. yeah. And what about Gwyneth Paltrow, what she does, like, with a goop thing? Yeah, but she, and I, I think she's a great example of, you know, goals, right? Because 
She does all that, but she's still an incredible actress as well. She she does so many different things and does them all really well. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is so exciting about today's world. The world that we're in now is you're not nobody's really put into a bucket anymore. I people, agree. People, Box, yeah, you yeah. can really go out and I think that's what's interesting is that you can sort of test things a lot. You can like sort of do things and put it out there and get yeah. responses. It used to be really much more difficult unless you had like a, say, I think it used to be an agent, a manager, the yeah. whole nine yards or else you're just like, right, you are, yeah. Yeah. And, and on some <laughs> level, I think for, I, I was actually, I met with uh, my manager agent, he's a, he a friend of mine, right, mm. for the movie stuff and he was, talking about like you know what it was like we're talking about the me too movement in the 90s yeah. i said was it really bad back mm-hmm. he goes it was freaking awful really? like in the 90s for girls they because yeah. they had no power mm-hmm. and he goes it was pretty bad back then yeah. and it's you know i can only imagine because even before the me too movement you see a strong shift in how um People act in meetings when they conduct meetings and stuff, even with female, like even for me, like it's not anything I would ever like come forward with, with things, but it's still. just beat the shit out of them. Yeah, exactly. Pressure points. Yeah. And onward. Sidekick. There you go. Right. Yeah. But you do, it did have a positive impact and it was, there was a bit of a witch hunt to it. And and, and of course, right now, you know, I've made my feelings very public. I believe it's a good thing, but went too far in some cases, yeah, right? That, that's not, that's with everything. Totally. It's always like with McCarthyism and the sick, right? It's yeah. just, you know, it's There's negative a, side effects to it, but right. overall, it has to happen. Yeah, overall, it had, it going yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. Um, all right, so here we go. We're going to do it now. We stop now. We're going to end the video portion. We're going to do another 10 minutes on audio. But guys, mm-hmm. wow, what a inspiration. <laughs> Great podcast. Now we're going to go to either Spotify, iTunes, wherever you watch your podcast. So we're going to keep going now. Now we're going to get into the personal stuff Ooh, here, okay? Dun, dun, dun. First of all, you get to ask me a question. You want to ask me one? <laughs> ask me one, oh. any burning question you have, ask me, and I'll answer it. Well, I N- could... Nothing's off limits. <sighs> okay. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Well, um... Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I don't want to ask you something that you get asked all the time. Right. I saw that happening to you a lot when we, when we were at the fight. It's a lot of the same questions. Especially the person sitting top. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, ah, ha, ha. Like, ah. Yeah. Turns body. <laughs> um, right. All right. Well, we're talking about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Sure. So what is, what is your goal in using social media? I see you trying all these new things right. and really like just what is your thought process? Why sure. are you doing TikToks? You know? So here's what I realized. I think when I, when I I woke up one day after being elbowed and proud by my son and people like, you mm-hmm. got to start engaging in social media. And I was like, you know, it's not my generation. I'm older, right? And uh, I'm not old, but I'm older, yeah, right? Nice. And and I said, you know, well, I'm, I'm real world famous, mm-hmm. but not insta-famous, so to speak. And yeah. I said, well, like, you know, and not that it was, um, not that not was, it wasn't pride at all. It was uncomfortability with it. Mm-hmm. I really found myself struggling. I'm not great with technology. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, go in. How do I hit, put a, even the Johannes trains, you're like, how do I put a head on and do anything, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I found a bit of a disconnect with my ability to feel comfortable with the phone and just, and I, I never feel uncomfortable speaking. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you could put me in a hurricane with lightning coming out. I'll just give you the best speech. It's like, that's like yeah. my superpower, right? Yeah. But, but, um, I felt really uncomfortable with, with sort of making these weird, like, I didn't understand, like, um, how to integrate my personal life in, so my fans would feel connected. Like, you know what you say? Your fans feel connected to you. They, mm-hmm. uh, they relate to you. On some level, I think I'm, I, it could be difficult 
to feel related because the life I lived was so insane. Mm -hmm. So people love the movie and it's somewhat larger than life. But you know me now. I'm a real, I'm, a, yeah. like, I'm like anybody else. I hurt the same. I laugh the same. You're human. Uh, I'm, human I'm a human being, right? Yeah. And I have some really great skill sets. I'm mm -hmm. amazing at certain things. I'm teaching people how to uh, make money with sales and marketing and entrepreneurship. But my goal now is I say, you know what? They need, is, I look at it as, as a gap. Mm -hmm. I have this massive global following in the real world, but not online. And I want to close that gap because I think, A, it's important now. I, I, I underestimate the importance of it. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I send you text, I'm kidding. It's the decay of global society, yeah. Western civilization. I'm being you know, ironic about yeah. it. But I actually kind of thought that. Mm -hmm. Like there was a time a few years ago, I was like, this is terrible social media. I like I resisted it because I was like, you know, I like the old world. It's so stupid. But then as I started to meet people like you, mm -hmm. seriously, and, you know, and other influence, I was like, you know what? There's a big difference with the ones that have talent mm -hmm. versus yeah. the ones that are doing <laughs> stupid pet tricks. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. there is a side of it that I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. I think there's a part of social media that is so useful and so empowering. And as you say, you're making people's day brighter. You're making them laugh. With me, I'm making, I'm hoping they're learning from my Inspiring. stuff. Inspiring. I try to mm -hmm. inspire, learn. And you know what? These platforms are fucking amazing. Yeah. They just allow you to connect cheaply uh, in your own voice without a filter. Mm -hmm. um, and that could be good or bad. You know, with the politics side, you know, it could drive people crazy or not, but it, it allows people, it takes away the intermediary to the message. Mm -hmm. So you have massive talent. Well, you don't need to have an agent or manager. There's no block in the way of you connecting with your fans, right? Right. For me, I couldn't think of a better platform than that for me. So my goal is over the next few years, I want to have a following that simply matches what my real world following is. And I think my fans will appreciate that. Obviously, there's a lot of money to be made as a result of that, but it's mm -hmm. not the money that drives me. I mean, I, money's yeah. the scorecard, like Monopoly, you said, yeah. very similar to me, right? Yeah. But I, like, when I talk to you about, let's like, do a college show, it's like, to me, the idea of all these kids and so they being cool. so fun and great, and like, and I know mm -hmm. my message is so pure. Like, mm -hmm. you know, every person I speak to, it's always about, you know, success, but with ethics and integrity. And mm -hmm. so I think there's so much to be learned. And um, yeah, so I think I'm closing the gap. Mm -hmm. and, and, it's, and it's getting fun now. That's so cool. It's so smart. Because now, yeah, you are people, everybody knows who you are. Right, you saw <laughs> that, right? You, yeah. I think you were like, holy fuck, <laughs> yeah. right? We was, but they get so excited when they see you already. Right? If they just knew that you had all these social I, media channels, that they would be there in a second to get your content, you know, and hear your voice every day and hear what you have to say and help you help guide them in their journey and inspire them along the way. I think it's so great that you're doing because there is a need. There's right? a need no, for Jordan need. On, online. And there's so much bullshit out there on. So yeah. For every Amanda Cerny, seriously, there's mm -hmm. a lot of girls out there doing ass shots. Like it's yeah. all about the ass. And I and I kind of yeah. I know some of them. Like I, I know them perfectly. I, I'm like, yeah. oh, this is so ridiculous. So mm -hmm. I think there's a really, I th and I think also people are going to get smarter and smarter. And mm -hmm. I don't think, I think that side, as you said, I don't think those people will ever really grow outside a box. Yeah. And they are in a, unless they, Decide to you have make to get it. your. It's your job to get yourself out of that box. Right. Exactly. Right? It's not right. And I you think put that, yourself there. You did. I did. You did. One one thing out. keeps popping in my head. Yeah, it was. A, it was. A, you get a laugh. So there was this. Um, it was a paid endorsement, right? Mm -hmm. With everybody using that fucking teeth thing with oh, the, the whitening. <laughs> what do you think of that? Like, did you do you look at that as a pro, as a smart thing, a stupid thing? Or you think it was over the top? Because here's what happened. Mm. So I, you know, and my opinion was when I saw it, 
I did. I purposely wouldn't buy it. Yeah. Because I felt it was so shoved in my face. I, I get it. No. And that's what you were saying before. See, what mm-hmm. you were saying was that's what made me think of it. When you said it. I was like, wow. Yeah. That's I was resisted at that, and I wanted to get my I wanted to get my teeth whitened, and I was like, I'll never use <laughs> You're that. Like, I'm against that. I'm against one. that because it was just yeah. it was almost like because I liked it in the beginning, but yeah. it was just so much on my news feel. I was like this is you know. Yeah, it's like it's too much. It's almost like a gag gift at that point, right? Because it's like there's no authenticity behind the the brand. And it was also like there yeah. was no. It was just like. Famous shot. Yeah. Could you maybe have one person like say, hey, look, at check it out. I'm the, like, it'd be funnier if they would actually had just 30 seconds when using it and yeah. laughing about it. You know what I'm saying? Showing the reality of right. the experience with it. Yeah. So I think, so there's two ways to look at it. There's a way of looking at it as who the influencer is doing that brand deal. And there's the strategy of the brand doing those brand deals, you know? So for the two ways, for the influencer side, I get it. A lot of these people have huge followings, but they don't make any money. So a brand deal that comes their way, they have to pay their rent, they have to pay their bills, and they're like, oh, I'm going to do it. I remember in Vine, I was still living off uh, my uh, bartending money, my waitressing money, sure. and my Playmate Centerfold money. And then there, I've done a whitening strip brand deal on Vine mm-hmm. when Vine was around in like 2012. And it was a brand that came, and this was when brand, brand deals were like fairly new too. But I think it was like five thousand dollars, like during my growth of Vine days. And that and was I'm, probably a lot back, I'm like, back then. Whoa, five thousand dollars! And so I made a fun video with the whitening strips on on my page. It wasn't like buy the six seconds of me being like buy these whitening strips. <laughs> it was just like a fun little video right. with tagging, you know. And people appreciate that more. And the audience is always value. Every single post, whether it's an advertisement, whether brands are doing advertising, you have to give value outside of the promotion of your own brand. So that's why you see a lot of people doing incentivizing things like discount codes or giveaways. And, you know, that's great. It's a little gimmicky sometimes, too, but it's some sort of value. So why not add that in there? But also it's just like the entertainment value of it all, too. Right. Got it. So I guess in that in the case of the whitening thing, I don't fault the influencers at all. Someone's yeah. gonna give you a check, right? Unless they unless you're at a certain level and you're but like, you have the, to believe in the product right, too. Yeah. You know, it can't be a horrible product that you're marketing to your fan base and then expect them to ha- you to still have credibility with your audience. Like good luck with the future and longevity in that. Right. I wonder, yeah. did they do well with that? I don't even know what happened. I don't. I have no. I, mine was so long ago when I did one. No, I mean, but, I mean, on the one with the, with the all the colored thing that recently was out. Like, oh, did, uh, do you yeah. know if they did well with it? I, don't I, I never tried that one before. the The light up one. I've done the whitening strips and they work. No, but, they they work. The whitening strips. But my strips, gums yeah. get so sensitive. Yeah. I can't. Uh, just it kills me. <laughs> <laughs> I even tried teeth whitening before, and it's just like the zings. Yeah, it's oh pretty. My gosh. Yeah, it can oh. hurt. Yeah, it hurts too much. But um. So, in terms of uh, your, your your personal life, you have a boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Johannes, he trains I you. I love he's great. I love him. He's, he's, yeah, he kills me, you know, yeah. but he's, he's awesome. Body by Bartle. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, he's great. Yeah, Johannes Bartle, I <laughs> promote yeah. him, right? Um, and so, like, how do you mix your personal life with your business life? Yeah. How does that work? For me, it's a balance. I don't show everything in my personal life. It's not necessary. You know, I'm not doing a reality show. But I am, in a way, showing different elements of my life that I do want to share with my audience of, you know, if I had, like, a long day or something and I'm just like, guys, I was shooting all day. This is what happened. This was funny. Like, just communicating, like, different highlights of my day or even different downsides of my day because that's what's real. 
And you see a lot of people just showing the best happiness, this, right. that. It's like, it's great, and it gets them out of their day, but they, it makes them also sometimes feel bad about themselves and their lives because they're not perfect, like your pages. So it, it's it's great to show your flaws. Good point. So what are your thoughts on that whole thing about, like, one of the things that people, they, they want to, like, you know, kind of, you know, you know, say it's not a good thing Instagram because people only post the mm -hmm. good stuff. Yeah. And then it makes people feel bad about themselves. I never thought that. See, to me, it would seem pretty obvious yeah. that, like, I mean, come on, people are small. Like, I know, what, are you going to post this, the, the bad? And you yeah. can. I think it's good to do, so, to mix it up, as you said. Yeah. But I think that on some level, like this whole, uh, like the track to say it's so terrible, it's destroying the youth. What do you think about oh, that? Yeah, so I would say... You know, when I say posting the bad stuff, it's more of like this happened, but with a solution and a positive like action towards it, you know, so it's inspiring more than it, it makes it you're more relatable with it. Mm -hmm. Right. You went through this. You talk about the bad moments that you've had and your do. growth from right. it, you know, yeah, sure. and now you're so successful, like you're an idol for a lot of people. But that's because you showed what your struggle was to right. you showed like everything that you've been through, everything that you learned. And it makes me like you even more as a person because you're real. Right. You know, you're not just like like everything. And also, even now, I still do like when I probably went, you know, went through my separation. It was very mm -hmm. nice. I was telling people it's really tough, but I'm still showing up for work. People want to hear yeah, that. I said, listen, know? I'm still I feel like shit, but I'm doing what I got to do. Yeah, because if you don't like, you know, I think that so many people, they end up becoming the type that lives in the problem mm -hmm. versus what you said is, like, you know, what was the solution? How did it end up? What did I do to overcome it? How did right. like, you know, and even doing that, like and depending on how comfortable you are and obviously you want to respect the other people right. in, in your life as well. Sure. But it's just your experience throughout it. That's you, that going through a divorce is relatable to half the population that are have been, yeah. well, almost like 98% yeah. of those who are married if they get old enough. It's like, yeah, I, my parents stayed together forever. Yeah, they my never, divorce, but my, yeah, my it, actually, my dad just passed away a few months ago, oh, but he was sorry. 88. Yeah, yeah but uh, so, they, went to, they were married for like 70 something. It was like crazy, so crazy. That is rare, I know, you know, which is sad to say, but it's it's rare. People change, you know. People so change. We can people. have a whole podcast about I, that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, gonna... that listen. So we, we are we are going to do something to a YouTube show, but let's not mention it even because I want it's going to be so awesome. It's, it's, TBD uh, where it lives. You TBD, never know. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, Amanda, girls, guys, Amanda Cerny, you're awesome. I'm looking forward to doing a lot of stuff with you. You're great. You're an inspiration, and you are a true entrepreneur. Thank you, Jordan, and I'm honored to be here. Bow down. Thank you. Bow My down. pleasure. Thank you. The best. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. All right. Thank you.